Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Chris and Andre Show. We are your hosts, as always. I'm Chris. And I'm Andre. And we are getting into the big rant portion of this week's content. So in this segment, we always pick a specific topic that we focus on, and we go off on a tangent. We just tear it apart, brick by brick, piece by piece, as much as we can. Uh, We rant, we rave, mostly ranting. Obviously, that's why we call it the big rant. But this week, we are discussing the topic on everybody's mind, except for, you know, Fox News viewers, um, the January 6th committee hearings. So last week, Thursday, they had their first hearing. Um, Some pretty interesting stuff came out of that. I think, was it Monday, they had another one. Then today, they just released their third. Uh, Total of seven that they are planning. Uh, Liz Cheney is the sole Republican, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, Adam Kissinger. Adam Kissinger. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, a couple of Republicans, a bunch of Democrats, all because Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy wouldn't. Well, I guess it was just Kevin McCarthy wouldn't let an independent investigation or independent committee take a look at this um, after Nancy Pelosi said, yeah, these two people can't be on that. Um, But anyways... Some interesting things have come out so far. I mean, a lot of stuff I think we already kind of knew, right? Like, Trump incited a riot. Trump had lost the election. Trump knew he lost the election. Uh, But I will say that I have been pretty impressed just with the way that the committee has gone about presenting their information so far. Um, I think it's been pretty well orchestrated. And then breaking it down into these kind of seven hearings, focusing each hearing on a different aspect of it, and the way that the information has been presented. Like starting out the first one, obviously in prime time, I think uh, the news. 20 million people. Yeah, 21 million people watched. Um, I saw Trevor Noah joking that Trump must have been really conflicted about that because it's like on the one hand he doesn't want anybody to know he stole the election but on the other hand he always wants his ratings to be the best and so it's like ah! I'm the best <laughs> um, you know in the second one they focused a lot on the uh, scam that was you know Trump 200 knowing and 230 million dollars Yep, and not a penny of it spent on lawyers well, he actually got the RNC to pay for some of those. Uh, um, so those then, why did he need claims. these other people's? Bodies? You know what? Um, <laughs> I'll let you finish your intro. All right. And then in the most recent one today, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I saw I caught a couple of the uh, recaps, um, but there was a lot focused on Mike Pence and kind of his role within uh, you know the actual proceedings on January 6th and the fact that he had been like, "Yeah, dude, I'm not." I don't have the authority to do this. What you're asking me to do, which was to reject electors, um, and I'm not going to do what you're asking me to do because it's absolutely unconstitutional. So, yeah, what do you, what do you what are your thoughts on the whole thing so far? I, I think I agree with you. I, I believe that the presentation's great, um, but I, I have this this feeling that nothing's going to come of it. Um, and it's because I'm losing uh, confidence in our 
our system to actually be a government that's for the people. And we have continued to let the fringe, uh, nav- you know, to control the navigation of where our country goes. And that's that's dangerous. So um, I don't think anything is going to come of it. I don't I, I don't think that this country has the the Constitution to protect the Constitution. And it's very evident that when you had the Republicans in the House actually not vote for impeachment, what's going to change? Are, are we assuming the DOJ is going to find something criminal? I don't think so. Um, and that's what kind of, you know, it's an intellectual pursuit in my mind. I, I don't believe anything's going to come of it. I, If nothing came after, Jan- we're in 2022, nothing came of January 6th as of now, as of yet, what's going to what's gonna change? And I just don't see Mayor Garland, um, not an attorney, but I, I just don't, I really don't believe anything's going to happen. I just don't. I mean, and I, I can understand that feeling. I really can. Um, I have shared that feeling for a long time. And I don't know that anything that we've seen so far has really changed my opinion on that. Like, I think in the back of my mind, there's a part of me that hopes that what's happening, like the fact that it took the committee this long to get to this point, right? Where they did all these interviews and they did all this investigation and now they're just kind of presenting all of this, all of the facts. To the American public? Yeah. Yeah. OJ killed uh, his wife. Yeah. Period. And because he had really good attorneys, OJ Simpson is not in prison. Yeah. Donald Trump is no different. Like I, I really like. I'm not trying to minimize. I, well, I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm calling the bluff. What John Stewart what was it? No, what was his name? John Oliver, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just not a big guy on people that bluff. Like say I won't moments happen once in a lifetime, and the minute that you let somebody like punk you like that, and you continue to let them do it, they'll do it again. I don't think the Republican Party, as a whole understands the, the the gravity of what they've allowed into our system um and i, I just it, it's not about hope for me it's like no it's the track record as a former registered republican i do not believe the gop is concerned with anything more than their ability to stay in seats of influence in this country yeah i mean i i would agree like, I don't, and I think part of it is because they've recognized that they're a chunk of their voter base also doesn't care. That it's a not chunk. a chunk. Well, the chunk they're playing to, Chris, is the chunk that actually wins elections. They're playing on the margins. Yeah. Well, that's that chunk. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, let's, I mean, let's call it for what it is. They're playing, they're, they figured out the math of how to to win elections. I I think that, uh, I still believe that as far as national elections go, Republicans have a, um, it's going to get more difficult Mm -hmm. because that's not where the, the, uh, the majority of the country's at, but they can manipulate state and local, uh, elections enough to where they stay in influence. And that's dangerous. 
Yeah, and that's something that I had come up on, just something I had seen on the internet earlier today, I think, or maybe it was yesterday. Somebody talking about how they live in Florida and they voted for 24 years and not a single one of the politicians that they have voted for has ever won their election because of the gerrymandering that occurs there and that at some point like it really just makes you feel like what's the point you know like why am i continuing to participate in this if ultimately my voice is is meaningless you know like no matter how hard i try or how much i want these other people to be in you know these positions of influence to be able to make change or to do things in a different way like the system is so rigged against that ever happening that I might as well just give up and I don't like I don't even think that that was the original intent of gerrymandering but it's a for the GOP or really anybody that's choosing to gerrymander I think it's a it's a delicious side dish that goes along with it right it's like not only are we already winning elections but we're also discouraging people who don't vote for us to participate (laughs) from participating in elections going forward because we've convinced them that their voice doesn't count their vote so uh the the seat that turned in the special election in in texas was won because there was only a 15 percent turnout right um yeah there was less than 20 percent of new hanover county that turned out for the primaries in may last month i was (laughs) devastated honestly when i not surprised but just like You've got to be kidding me that less than one out of every five people that you see right. on the streets that's of legal voting age decided to to participate. Why? But it, it's so it tells me that January 6th, it's important. Like, I remember watching that and I, I, I think I may have I was just just a moment of disbelief watching it live it was shocking. You called um, me. Yeah. And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? And you're like, what are you? What do you mean? What's up? They're in the Capitol. I'm like, who's in the Capitol? And you're like, Trump's people. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and you're like, they they stormed the Capitol. They're in there. I was working on something with my dad. We had gone to the dump to drop stuff off, and I hadn't tuned into the news all day long because as much noise and everything has been made about it, I didn't actually think that something like that would happen in this country. Like. And there it was, you know, front and center. There are now now two memory markers of, like, show me what's up or say I want moments in this country where I just can't believe that we've allowed these things to happen. One would be 9-11, and secondly would be January 6th, where they're so egregious that, with the exception of, like, we did decide to do something. Now, granted, what we did with 9-11 was, eh, it's arguably... (laughs) Not what, might not have been the right response, you know. <laughs> uh, Dang you, Afghanistan! We're gonna show you by invading Iraq. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 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 just the it, it goes against this notion that I actually saw the uh, the a representative from Russia that actually said something I've, I've been repeating. Are we really that exceptional? I mean, we let these same, like, atrocities happen in our country at various levels. We literally let the just the thought of overturning an election 
for men in our country and uh, like the people that this wannabe dictator like stormed the capital and nothing's happened but we are the same country that says oh screw Chavez oh screw Castro oh screw Putin Oh, screw uh, Xi Jinping. Yeah, Ping. Yeah, I mean, these are things where it's like we're hypocrites. Yeah. So I don't think anything's going to come out of January six. I don't think Mayor uh, Attorney General Garland's got the the cojones, the chutzpah, to, the chutzpah to do anything about this. I don't think that this country is okay with like. 13% of the, or I would say it's probably more like 8% of MAGA supporters just being sad little puppies and, and, and like rolling over and playing dead. I don't think we're, we're that, because that same 8%, 13%, depending on whichever poll we're talking about, those ask, those people are the same ones that flip elections. Yeah. In Which just enough districts scary. to where it, it kind of matters at a at a federal level, but not so much at a state level. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I you know, Trump says on Truth Social, he's like really using Truth Social now. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing that when the thing goes up for sale, all of a sudden he's all over it. Mm. Ivanka was checked out. She wasn't paying attention. She's you know, she was just trying to be nice to General Barr, Attorney General yeah. Barr. Yeah, okay, because I'm sure she really cares. But, like, I mean, I he would eat his own children at this point if it meant something good would happen for him. Yeah, like, I, I just... And that's I the just, guy that these people fawn over. That's what I don't get. I just don't get it. But, but... I do. do well, I do. No, I do. I do because I'm trying to remember where it was, what it was that I was watching, but it was basically the idea that it's not that I agree with what he stands for. It's that he doesn't like the same people I don't like. And that's what gets them voting for him. It's not, it's like just because he claims to be a Republican and rails against Democrats. That's all it took to get these people on his side. And it doesn't matter how many horrible things he's done or how many buffoonish mistakes he's made. It's, it all comes down to he doesn't like the people I don't like. Well, this country is like... Um, this country has decided that we needed an elected class that to, to rule us because we're not smart enough to do it ourselves. Uh, kudos there might to be some Cheney. truth to the second part of that. but <laughs> Sure. <laughs> not for uh, all of us, to, but at least for some of us. Kudos to Liz Cheney for uh, sticking to her guns. And, and it's not about the, the, the political disagreements I may or may not have with her. Yeah. But to not even... Like take a cheap shot is what is uh, Trump's former campaign's manager's name? St- St- Stepien. Stepien. There we go. Yeah. This this guy's running a campaign against her. Yep. And she did not like, didn't flinch. That's no, badass I, to me. I think you make an excellent point that I don't have to agree with everything a a politician says or does in terms of the way that they vote like we've talked about this before 
we might like Joe Biden a whole lot better than we like Donald Trump. But that doesn't mean that we're like, Joe Biden's doing everything right. You know, like there are plenty of things that we've sat here and criticized Joe Biden and a lot of the Democrats for like not getting shit done before it hits the fan, you know? Um, And Liz Cheney is kind of along those same lines where it's like, yeah, I may have a ton of issues with her politics or her, you know, like where she stands on certain issues, but there is something to be said for the fact that her and like one other senator are you know willing to sit here and like basically put their political careers on on the line doesn't mind you're taking the photo instantaneously you're putting the photo out there on the line online yeah i'm putting my photos out on the line and i'm creating an exchange yeah that's instagram but mine's more of a social sharing on the line that's happening online quick interjection when you keep saying on the line you do mean online in order to try and do what they feel is the right thing well, the, the problem with the GOP, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, is that they have they understand their shelf life. They're they're they are a dying um, political party, uh, but they're also trying to to grab a little bit of, of a lifeline from the MAGA mo- movement. Yep. Um, I don't think they want that. Like I, I think at the end of the day, they're going to realize like, yeah, that's how you that's how you build a Nazi party. Well, and it's also um, how you speed up the death of your own party. You know, like they're not that that's necessarily like. A yeah, that's that's not a it's not a, it's actually not a good thing. You want opposition in government, yes. right? Uh, yeah. But you but you also don't want the extremes to be the, the the loudest voices in the room. The loudest. Yeah, it's that's weird. It is. It's really weird. I I still am often kind of just like confounded by the fact that there isn't more of a voice from the not extremes you know that like you're 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 you're, you're not missing the voice is that they're getting drowned out by the the um here's what you have to do don't just watch the uh the hearings watch the pregame right Pick a channel, whether it's MSNBC, C, uh, CNN, and or well, Fox probably won't play it. C-SPAN. What? C-SPAN. Well, C-SPAN won't do a pregame, no, which is which is <laughs> actually unique. Um, but watch the pregame. This is where you get the the academics or the uh, professional journalists, which I'm, I'm just losing so much respect for. Like every time they open their mouths, yeah. their narrative drowns out what normal people are saying. Like, I am so f- tired of hearing about 84% of Americans believe in common sense gun laws. If that were true, why are we still talking about gun laws? It's not true. I, I just, I find it very hard to believe that these polls, they, they spout out with like numbers are relative and or accurate to anything that represents what people want and or believe we asked 17 people on this one street corner in new york city what they thought about gun laws and 84 percent of them say they're in favor of common sense gun laws therefore the entire american population 84 percent of them believe in common sense gun laws. i know that it's not it's not that bad but, but it's, it's probably it not be. that far off <laughs> yeah and i told you we talked about last week like 10 of my friends like we couldn't even get through a conversation yeah and we all said in 
regardless of political ideology, we all said the same thing. So I think the polls that people are talking about are these, these, these they're their, their own echo chamber where they're stroking themselves so hard they believe that people care what they believe. I don't care what Jake Tapper says. I don't care what Don Lemon says. I don't care what any of those talking heads say. Yeah. It's just, it's irrelevant to me. Your job as a journalist for the, and I'm going to tie it back to January 6th. Your job as a journalist is to be objective and give me the facts, not your opinion. I really don't care about your opinion. Yeah. And where they cross the line, you know, just just without any regard, is their projection of what we should feel about January 6th. I don't need your pregame. I can tell you as an American citizen, last year, within 30 to 45 days after January 6th, Donald J. Trump should have been in prison. Period. End of story. So or at least I, charged and awaiting trial. <laughs> sure. Yeah, however that works out. Yeah. Right? No, I, that is, everything about that was, was seditious. Everything about that was demagoguery. Everything about that was a wannabe dictator. Everything about, like, if we're going to forgive him for all the other things that he may have done wrong, whether it be the summer of 2020, where he was like, hey, shoot him with guns, shoot him with rubber, whatever. Like, okay, well, I'll give you a pass there. But when this clown can actually say, hey, Mike, what you ought to do is just say Arizona, you know, Pennsylvania, your phone's so count. Hit that gavel. Why they haven't charged him in the state of Georgia for election interference? And the, the call that they have where he's recorded talking to Raffensperger and being like, find me all I need you to do is find me 11,000 however many that's all I need just do that and I win the election and it's like that's that should be enough right like what more do you really need well I think globally you don't want to uh, discredit the prestige of the American presidency you know well, I'm say? pretty sure that's nobody cares already been about. tainted enough yeah with everything that's happened since that call and I mean yeah I agree that like ultimately the fact that this dude is still like moving about freely you know doing his thing continuing to raise money continuing to threaten to run for office again I um, hope he does continuing to endorse people I just I I agree there's a fear there's an inherent fear somewhere that they're gonna like fuck it up you know that like well Democrats are incompetent well and that's part of it right I mean like you think that if the shoe was on the other foot Republicans would still be sitting here like debating whether or not to charge a Democratic president a former Democratic president with treason and sedition and, a, you know, election interference and election whatever. Like, no. It'd be done. Yeah. I mean, They would have this, reinstituted this, firing squads just for that. This country went, like, full on for Bill Clinton getting brains. <laughs> like, it's like, like, I'm being for real. Like, yeah. no disrespect to anybody involved in that. Don't really care. 
did it affect Clinton doing his job? Probably don't know. Might have made him do his job better. Thinking more clearly. Who knows? I don't know. But my, <laughs> that my post point being, <laughs> my point being is that we have this hypocrisy in this country, and Democrats are just incompetent. Like this is the party that says Latinx. Ninety percent of my time is around Hispanics. I've never heard anybody say Latinx. I did. I was like hard eye roll in Miss Marvel episode two when the stupid cop was she Latina. I'm sorry, I'm supposed to say Latinx now, right? Oh, the, well, that's, the, that's TV. Yeah, <laughs> I, I threw up like a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like, um, I mean, this is the the country. This is the party that says we understand the working class person. No, you don't. Like, How could you? How long has it been since I, any of you had to work other than some cushy job or being a politician? But like to be fair, I don't, I don't, I don't challenge a person's station in life. I think that's the wrong argument. I think the argument should be made that no, let me let let's look at realistic things we can do, right? But I'm so, talking about like this here's, the here's belief ex- that they're part example. of this elected class. Well, sure. Somebody asked me the other day, when did it become normal that people think they should make 15, 20 bucks an hour to work in fast food? And my answer was, and I, I don't think I listened to like all of their question, was the 90s. Right? Like, mm-hmm. we started this whole, like, shitstorm in the 90s. And, I, and I, I don't know how we did it, but... You know, college didn't match wages. Wages didn't match college. And we've just ballooned that whole problem since the 90s. It it started to show up in the the late 80s. We ballooned it in the 90s. And we can't keep up. But I still didn't listen to their question, right? Yeah. At the end of their question, I should have actually said, oh, but some people are comfortable where they are. Their question was, why is, you know, like, Working in fast food, how do you call that a career? And I'm thinking about equating wages with, like, you know, every, you know, upward mobility financially, which is the wrong. That wasn't the question. But then I had to remember. I said, "Oh, actually, somebody told me that when I was like, I don't know, 23. Look, some people don't want to get promoted. They're content with their lives, and you need those people to keep this whole system moving." Yeah. And I've just learned over time that that's okay. Democrats like equate everybody to wanting to make six figures a year, or like you know, live in a you know X neighborhood and have yeah. access to this and that. Let's the not have janitors is, anymore because nobody wants to do that job, right? Let's not yeah. have garbage men anymore because that's a crappy job. Which ultimately, what you're really doing is looking down your nose at these people and the jobs that they do and saying you could be doing so much better and we're here to help you achieve that it's not reality for a vast majority of people and that's completely okay and we have in january 6th is a reflection of that liz cheney's doing a great job of presenting the case actually i googled it she is an attorney right yeah so she's not she's not shooting from the hip if she wanted to present a better case like she would have to try very very hard yeah um 
I don't think Congressman Congressman Benny, whatever his last Thompson. name is, Thompson is a an attorney because uh, I couldn't find anything to the fact. Um, I think he's a, a very good public servant, but I do believe that Liz Cheney is building a case um, with an unbiased opinion. If that's the case she's presenting, looking at it objectively, and there's nothing that happens, it proves a couple things. Mayor Garland was the the attorney general's position is useless. Number one, the DOJ is completely useless. Mm-hmm. It kind of ranks up there with the, uh, the the Federal Trade Commission for me. Yeah. Um, and the SEC. And the IRS. <laughs> and the SEC. So that means that that proves that point for me. And then secondly, that um, there there's no reason not to have com- not to have lack of confidence in our government. Because if this is the case that she's presenting so well, mm-hmm. if the Republican Party said that we don't want it to be an independent uh, commission, we don't want it to be bipartisan unless we put hacks on there that can't look at it objectively, and we can't get a resolution, there's no reason any American citizen should not have lower confidence in our government's ability to do anything. So I guess... I hear what you're saying, and I don't disagree. I, In fact, I agree, but I have a question to follow that up, which is, then what do we do if that happens? Like, where do we go from there? Is there is there anywhere to go? I mean, I, I look at, we talked about a little bit earlier, like gerrymandering, right? How do we solve that problem? Because it's not something that we as individual voters can vote on, right? Like the I the in my mind, gerrymandering should not be legal. Like, this should not be a thing. Like, to just redraw districts because you're in charge. I think at some level, Republicans understand the... They understand that there there's things about what their party believes in that have been exposed since Trump has been president, like you know, white supremacy, racism, et cetera, et cetera, uh, misogyny, uh, hate crimes, all those things that have, like, bloomed in the last, like, five or six years, it's going to bite them in the butt. They cannot for, and I I forget the number I said before, but I want to say the next 10 to 14 years, they cannot, as a party, survive, like, demographic shifts. Even though there's a lot of heinous things happening, and, and crappy racist things happening, they're not going to survive ten to like ten to fourteen years. It's just it's mathematically impossible. They're going to become like more fringe than what they are. So now, does it, does do that escalate to... violence? Yeah. Possibly, right? Does it escalate um, uh, people that are feeling that sense of loss? Possibly, but I can almost guarantee you that it's it, it's running dry. Gerrymandering cannot, like, the number of states that are in, like, the South that continuously have Democratic governors, but uh, GOP can, you know, GOP-led state state houses mm-hmm. is going to dwindle. Georgia's a, a, a... Purple state. Purple state, right? I'm not sure how purple, but yeah. that's show, that is show, it's a telltale sign of the demographics and the math are running against... A certain philosophy and ideology in this country. So then, is it just a matter of waiting them out? 
I mean, you can force them out, but you have to have the balls to do it. Which right? we know the Democrats don't have. But neither do Republicans. Forget MAGA Republicans, yes. but neither. Yeah. Republicans in general are, they're playing the the short game with this percentage of people that got invigorated to vote with Trump. But they don't see the long, the long tail yeah. effects of it. Yeah. So for them, the headwinds are like, oh, if we get this, you know, if we work with this 8 to 13%, depending on the polls, we can win elections. Well, yeah, for yeah, another that, two, three cycles. Yeah. And not but at the national gonna, level. It's not going to be longstanding. I mean, they're playing great chess. Like, let's get this Secretary of State. Because that way we can Control we can hold election. up an election in a, a court of law. We'll probably lose, but we're going to keep people riled up. Well, that only goes so far. Like, you just cannot... You can't sustain, like chaos without irreparable damages or just a revolt <laughs> that was just, that's that was where i was going with it was that that's where i think that they ultimately miss the mark is that while they are mistaking the democrat politicians ineptness and lack of testicular testicular fortitude testicular fortitude for the same characteristics existing with amongst the voter base and i don't think that that holds true i'm not saying that like everybody's a bunch of violent warmongers here amongst the people but if you disenfranchise people's votes enough and do it as blatantly as they seem to be willing to do it like i can't imagine it takes long before people just say all right fine if voting you out isn't an option, we will take other, much more drastic means. I, I've said this time and time again. Like, uh, like it, Cuba doesn't happen in the United States of America. Like, Fidel Castro does not exist in the States. Hugo Chavez does not exist in the United States. You know why? He, he would die. Like, there is, a, there is a limit, I believe, in this country in tolerance of just insanity and I think that there's it's still woven within our DNA as a country to where those things do not happen Trump happened because it was a fluke it's a test of say I won't in this country I don't think it goes on I, I think that we'll have probably at best a, a continuous inoperable Congress but you see, states are still operating, yeah. right? They're still pressing these uh, these stupid abortion laws. They're still pressing these stupid uh, gun laws. The at the federal level, that's the dog and pony show. Nobody really gives a shit because I live in Alabama, or I live in California, or right. I live in Montana. Nobody cares. Nobody really, really cares about what happens at the federal level. And, but the talking heads would love to make you think and believe that's true. But that's where everything happens. Right. And it doesn't. Like, Roe versus Wade is going to impact Mississippi before it impacts North Carolina. Right? Um, 
Roe versus Wade is going to impact uh, maybe Wisconsin or Indiana before it impacts New York or, or California. Here's what, here's what I would wager to see if this is how you test this country. And I, I know I say this and you say this to me and my kids say it to me. Well, everybody can't afford to move. Leave Mississippi. What happens? And I was just thinking about this. Yeah. You say it can't happen, but I remember also after the Civil War, a lot of people that were slaves, they went north. I remember during segregation, a lot of people, they migrated to the north. I mean, shit, it was uh, with the Great Migration in the 1960s and 70s where yep. people fled the south and moved to California. They moved out west. They moved up north. Yep. So we keep saying that, oh, we can't, where are people going to work? We'll figure that out. But I'm, I, I challenge you this. I, I challenge this country with this. It's happened before. We figure out a way to, those states figure out a way to be like, yeah, that didn't work out very well. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that and then when things gives me some when things settle down and people are a little, a little bit more welcoming, people move back, and now we've got Atlanta. I mean, no disrespect to Atlanta, but they're not the new Harlem. Uh, that just <laughs> crap. I did it again. Oh, did I do it again? I can. That just that just burns <laughs> me the wrong. It rubs me the wrong way. But I, I, I still believe. Like, look, if that state's not showing you love, leave the state. You know, Texas is. If Texas is like okay with kids getting killed, leave Texas. What happens to Texas then? Yeah. We don't have as currently in this country. We don't have the balls we had back in the days. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Uh, you're not wrong. I mean, like, and it's not like a greatest generation kind of thing or any. You know, like I think it's just it's been a it's been a slow, steady move to where we are right now. But I think it's like part of part of that is true, and at the same time, I think when push comes to shove, people will fight back. Sure, I don't disagree. But I think being complacent yeah. is thank you. Is That's dangerous. the word I was looking for earlier. And I, and I think that January six is just a. Uh, for me, it's like. Was Cheney can't present the facts any clearer than what she is. The, the whole committee cannot. I, I just, I don't think anything's going to happen with it. I mean, look at this. Like seriously, man, you got this. You get the president going to Saudi Arabia. What's the issue with Saudi Arabia? Is it nine eleven or is it Khashoggi? Because I, I can almost guarantee, like just from my so memory, just general human rights violations. I, who cares? Like. Biden talked mad tough against Saudi Arabia. We were going to, in fact, make them pay the price and make them, in fact, the pariah that they are. There's very little social redeeming value of the in the present uh, government in Saudi Arabia. Like before he got elected, yep. when Khashoggi or got murdered, or whatever. Like the only people that were upset about it were, were journalists, and but, but people get killed and murked in Saudi Arabia every day. We're not defending them, but because a journalist that's crossing murdered, the line. Yeah, that's that's where we're gonna like draw the line there. Well, I mean, 
I think we've talked about this before, not specifically this, but it's what's what people identify with, right? Like the journalists identify with another journalist out there sure. supposedly doing his job. And so when that guy gets killed, then all of a sudden it's, oh, my God, that could be me. You know, that could be my friends. That could be my colleague. And it's like, yeah, OK, well, uh, you know, the same is true for every other person that gets killed to yeah. a certain degree. Right. Like, yeah, it's lower gas prices. When we go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, you can't go there because of this and that. Is it because of 9-11? Is it, I mean, sure, I'm not discounting 9-11, but, like, at some level, like, we got to figure out our bed partners, right? Is it because of this journalist? And that's what journalists are real, that's the narrative they keep saying. After Washington Post, journalists, like, who cares where he worked at? Like, this guy died. Like, you guys are trying to, you're trying to make me feel more sympathetic for this guy than the, the other child or man or woman that probably were murdered there also? Yeah. At the guys at the same hands of the same person? Uh, I mean, journalists no. are the best of us. Well, you know, for gas prices, this country doesn't know how to suffer. Well, that too. I mean, the... I just uh, put a buck, straight up a buck of gas in my car the other day. Did not complain. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, yo, yeah, that's, I, this is where we're at. I drive around and I look at gas prices and I'm like, yeah, that's higher than it was, you know, six months ago. But does it stop me from buying gas? No. no. Does it stop me from running the errands that I need to run? No. Like, and, you know, maybe that's a complacent way to look at it. I don't know. I don't think so. It's I not think complacency. It's not. It's actually courage. Like, that, that's why I would I, I would challenge anybody that doesn't, like, what it, gas is a necessity. Got it. But where I would fight for lower prices at is food before gas. Sure. Like, I'd rather pay higher prices than gas, but make sure that people that don't make as much money as as my household aren't paying like an extra $20 or 20 cents for crushed tomatoes, right? Or an extra dollar or 75 cents for milk or an extra $3 for eggs. Like, come on. Like, this country's got to figure, like, the priorities are all wonked out. It's like, I'm not saying gas should be more expensive i'm saying like yeah but let's let's look at the cpi and make sure let's look at things that are going to like nourishment is more important than fuel why is a president writing a letter that's not going to do crap to gas companies calling out shell so you guys better produce more oil and or how about we just figure out a way to just let's we have oil reserves as a, com as a country. Yo, flood the market with that. See what happens. What if take we lower the gas back. taxes in each of the states? <laughs> sure, or take the leases back from these companies. Until they, yeah, make them earn it. How many of those com companies are actually American companies? And if they're not, if they're foreign-owned, like owned, it's like, nah, we can't do that. There's a lot of things that we just don't have. Like, And I don't know the... the like how doable that is like that quickly but i'm just saying like there's a lot of options oh, on the table but yeah. nobody wants to talk about that stuff it's all it's all focused on the very talking point issues you know and that's i got into a disagreement with somebody on instagram today over this <laughs> no what no i mean like this dude commented on the video i posted of the trump rv that was rolling through Wilmington 
and was like, if you don't know what freedom is, you need to go back to school. And I'm like, all right. Like, I asked a legitimate question. Like, could you give me one example of how your freedom is different now under President Biden than it was under Trump? And the person never responded. This dude came in to chime in with this. And I'm like, it's amazing how when you ask somebody to give a simple example, like one single example, their response is never to actually provide a single example, but rather to challenge you to go figure it out for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing your homework for you. Exactly. And then he brought up the Keystone Pipeline. He brought up, you know, a lack of drilling in Alaska and the Gulf of Mexico and all these other things. And I was like, all right, Keystone Pipeline doesn't affect local gas prices or national gas supply. Um, They have over 9,000 permits that are currently available to them they're not drilling in any of them and that's because they're thoroughly enjoying these higher gas prices that they can charge with a lower supply that they're producing less we forget that during the pandemic donald trump threatened opec with sanctions unless they reduce the amount of oil that they were producing because gas prices were getting too low in this country right okay like you know and then the guy accused me of driving an electric car and i'm like did you even read the caption? It said, I saw this while filling up my gas, my car with gas. <laughs> like, if I have an electric car and I'm filling it with gas, then I'm going to die because I literally filled the, the passenger compartment with it. Man, you can't, you can't argue with stupid. No, man. you really can't. people stupid. Well, okay, you can argue stupid. with stupid, but it doesn't... You can't argue with... with it's not even ignorance. It's like a, a willful... Uh, ignoring of like you can't argue with people who don't speak the same language as you is what it ultimately boils down to whatever whatever trump excites in people it's amazing it is right and but it's, it's also it's no, a little it's nothing scary different than, it's nothing different than adolf hitler or something different okay than, but that's that's where it becomes scary to me is <laughs> it's like i agree that what like i are we, we get to be history's guinea pigs, right? Uh. So whatever, however we respond to this moment, 30, 40 years down the line, they're going to say, why didn't they get it? Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm starting to feel. We are, we are flirting with that say I won't moment, and we're just not, as a country, we're not capable of doing anything different because we don't have the courage to do something different. And we believe that we are exceptional. And we're not. We're, we're just like everybody else. We may have good... We, ha- we, we may have things that we're really good at, but we're not exceptional. It just does not exist. It's not true. Our World War II hustle that we took the whole globe on, we're paying that back right now. History's got a long memory, and we're just like, we're getting caught up in the hustle. And we're, we think and we believe, I mean, that things don't affect us. And we don't have the, we literally are talking this exceptional game as we literally just, we flirted with a wannabe dictator wanting to just stay in office. Good Lord, come on. Yeah, because God forbid he admit that he actually lost something once ever he's a loser he he doesn't have to he's a piece of shit (sighs) anything else you want to add yeah so I I, what I was just asking if there was anything else you wanted to add 
No, I just think January 6th is like a, it's, it's going to be an intellectual pursuit for the country. And I think those are boring. So if we're not going to do anything about it, let's just stop. I mean, it's not worth it. It's, it's like a John Oliver moment. Like, seriously, like, no offense to Mr. Oliver, but he bluff, yo. Like, I told you he was bluffing. Yeah. That's what makes me, like, and I just don't respect him for that. It's like, dude, if that's true, if those things are true, do something with it. I dare you. I just don't think people are that bold. I told somebody the other day, they, uh, I, I made a comment. They'll, I'm like, yeah, you're right, like, whatever. And they're like, oh, you wouldn't say it to my dad. I'm like, yeah, I would. I said, you don't know me very well. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I like, I totally would. Like, if, if that was my thought, then I would definitely say that. Like, I have, it's not beyond me to say what I'm thinking. Um, I can vouch for that. I don't, I, I don't think we as a country have that. T- we're not built like that. We're, we're like a, we peaked at high school. I don't know when high school was for us as a country. World War II. Then we peaked at high school. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> like, it's. I love. I love the country I live in. Don't get, don't get it twisted. But I really think we peaked in high school. We're just not who we say we are in public anymore. Well, and then maybe just, maybe this is our midlife crisis, and we went out and we thought we bought a Porsche, but it turns out we bought a lemon, <laughs> and we're gonna sell that lemon, and we're gonna make some lem- damn lemonade instead. I don't know. That was a weird metaphor. We'll see. But yeah, that was like. Again, I, I I do love my country. My my family has served in the military. I, I am an American, and I am like I acknowledge the fact that I'm an American. Um, but I also think that sometimes we, we our ego is just like ballooning. No, we drink our own Kool Aid far too often. Yeah, like we put our finger in that little slurp on that joint yeah. and it's just like come on man this is this is embarrassing you know what they say this you drink like enough a- Kool-Aid you get a Jim Jones <laughs> <laughs> it's really embarrassing and I hope that uh, and I I'll give kudos to uh, you know Adam Kissinger and actually the whole committee I think that they put some very like impeccable facts on display I just don't think anything's gonna happen I'll be shocked if yeah. something happens I will apologize and say, yo, my bad. But I don't think Merrick Garland's built that way. I don't think that, uh, well, he's the only one that can press criminal charges. Yeah. I don't think our representatives in Congress, especially the Senate, are built that way. Um, because the, if I understand correctly, the Senate could uh, take the recommendations of the committee and uh, make a legal thing. So. Yeah. I don't think the Supreme Court is built that way. I, I just think there's a bunch of punk moves that happens in this country, and it's not impressive. Uh, and I'll end it with this. So McDonald's pulled out of 850 stores of, out of uh, Russia. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't flinch. They opened 200 stores with the same menu with excluding the Big Mac and something else. I don't remember what they they what else they took off of it. Yeah. But um, 
it tells you like like no offense it just says you guys aren't all that special because what we didn't do when mcdonald's pulled out of that country was pull back the rights kind of lock down the ingredients because everybody has said the chicken nuggets taste the same way the cheeseburgers they taste and look the same it's just like we're 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 believing our own hype man like it's crazy they even copy the min the uh the logo for the most part yeah but mcdonald's pulled out they're like yo we're out except dude is gonna open we're not (laughs) yeah we're, we're really we left you guys enough just to figure it out. Yep. They even kept the barbecue sauce and marked it out. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, you guys are savage for that. It's not sweet and so, sour sauce. It's sour and sweet. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I still love this country. I acknowledge the fact that I'm an American you know, citizen. But it's like, man, don't, don't believe your own hype, man. Because that's how you get sucker punched. <laughs> I mean, that's how you get your card pulled, and somebody's just like, "Nah, you're a chump." And I think we peaked in high school, man. We we are that we are that guy in high school or girl in high school that was like, "I was so popular," and then you're out in the world and nobody talks to you. Thank God <laughs> I didn't peak in high school, and I still don't think I've peaked. Like, I'm I'm just okay. kind of like riding low the whole time. Like, <laughs> on that. We're super glad you joined us, and the big rant is that this is something that I've been thinking about, and I, you know, we don't, I don't have a solution for it, but I hope that you know more people talk about it. Maybe you can talk to your local and, and state representatives. Maybe you get a chance to talk to your federal representatives because our, our voices do need to be heard. And I just find it very disturbing that we we have let this manufactured elected class speak for this country. Uh, We've let these manufactured classes, whether that be media, entertainment, uh, news or journalism or whatever, media is a big spectrum, but they don't speak for the average person. Um, So I would just implore people to kind of step out of that bubble a little bit. What can we do? Ask different questions. Talk to your, your, your friends, family, peers, colleagues. Let's have different conversations. Um, you can catch us on a lot of the things. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the things. <laughs> We're on YouTube. Uh, just search for Chris, The Chris and Andre Show. We're on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play or Google Podcast now. Um, yeah. If you have any comments or if you have a topic you think that you'd like to talk, us to talk about or if you want to be a guest in the podcast, please send us an email to comments at com. You can always find me never on social media, but more than likely on email at com. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I check our profiles for that. I'm no longer on Twitter, and still my life is so much better for it. Um, <laughs> or you can email me at chris at com. And we really do appreciate people hanging out with us, and we have a fun time doing this. We're not promoted. We're not paid to do this. We just have good conversations. It helps us to make each other better people. Um, And I don't have the answers to everything, but I do have an opinion, and sometimes I'm wrong, but uh, most of the time I'm right. So. (laughs) So. 
If you'd like to, uh, please hit the like, subscribe, and especially click that notification button. We'd really appreciate it. We're trying to build a community. You can always find more content at chrisandandreshow.com. As always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you next time. Hey, guys. It's Chris from the Chris and Andre Show here. Just wanted to say thanks for checking out our show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would, subscribe, like, make sure to hit the notification bell so you get alerts when we post new videos, and leave a comment with your favorite part of the most recent episode that you watched. We'll see you on the next one.